Are you ready? Exodus chapter 1. Let's, let's go. Let's do it. I want to read verse 8, Sister Cheyenne. I'm going to go to verse 8. I'm in the New King James Version. And then you can look back here at the King James Version. And that way you'll have both the variety. Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, Look, the people, look. Hold on, I lost my place. The people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Everybody say they are more and mightier. mightier. Wow, what a compliment from Egypt. Egypt is afraid of the people of God. There is nothing to be afraid of, y'all. We've got all the power. We got every all the blessings are on us. We are the people of God. And look what Egypt says about the people of God. This is what they still say today. They're amazed by how we keep our families together. They're amazed by how God blesses us. They're like, you don't even have a college education and you still are able to pay your bills. Yes, it's weird how God has blessed us. I know. They, 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 they open their mouth at us like, how are y'all making it? How are your marriages together? Because we're the blessed people of God. We're mighty people. And so Israel is, is a blessed people. Even Egypt knows it. And so because, because they're mighty, and they're mightier than Egypt. Come, let us deal shrewdly. Or I think the King James behind me says, wise, deal wisely with them. Lest they multiply and it happen in the event of a war, that they also join our enemies and fight against us and so go up out of the land. I'm worried that they will turn against us one day, so we got to do something to deal with this mighty, powerful force, the people of God. Therefore, Uh, They set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens. To afflict them with their burdens. Whose burdens are they? It's their burdens. They had a job, just so we're clear. Um, The people of God had a job. But look what happened. Egypt took their normal burden and used it as an affliction. Because that's what Egypt wants to do. It doesn't mind you having a job. It just, it, just, it just wants to make it afflict you. So look what Egypt did. Egypt said they already have to work for us, but we're going we're gonna to deal wisely with them. And we're going to make sure that they work to where it depresses them. It hurts them. Because they're so mighty, we're going to work them real hard. Yeah, is that, is that ringing a bell in the culture we're living in? Don't get too quiet now. You got to, don't worry, we're not quitting jobs today. You go have a job when you. <laughs> Where's he going with this? Why is the Bible convicting you? What's wrong? It's just the Word of God, y'all. Let's just read it, okay? This is good word here. So, so we're going to put taskmasters over. We're going to afflict them. And look what they did for Pharaoh. And they built, verse 11, and they built, and the people of God worked so hard, they built for Pharaoh. Everybody say for Pharaoh. Working hard for Pharaoh. Making sure the Pharaoh gets rich. That's what the people of God were doing. And look what they did. They worked so hard, they built these beautiful supply cities. The King James says treasure cities, I think. Pithom and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, it didn't work. The more they multiplied and they grew. It didn't work because the people of God, it doesn't matter what you try to do to them, we're still going to make it. We're powerful people. And they were, they were in dread and the children of Israel, of the children of Israel. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor. Now we upgrade, everybody say rigor. They were afflicted, now they have a rigorous work. See, see, what, see what's happening here? They're, they're upping, they're upping the pressure, the pressure. Now this word means to try to break them. 
So it wasn't just pressure. This now means makes you want to quit. Makes you give up everything. Makes you say it's not worth, nothing's worth it anymore. Break your spirit. That was the goal of Egypt. They want to work. They'll work you. And they'll even pay you a little bit. But they want to break you. Because they're scared of you. They're scared of you. And so that's what's happening. Verse 14, and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and brick and all manner of service in the field. All their service in which they made them serve was with rigor. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives of whom the name of one was Shipra and the name of the other was Pua. And he said, when you do your duties of the midwife, everybody say midwife. midwife. So we've talked about the men, now we're talking about the midwife for the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stools. If it is a son, then you shall kill him. But if it's a daughter, you can let her live. So the daughters can live, but the sons cannot. Okay? But the midwives feared God. Anybody glad for some strong midwives? Any men glad for some strong midwives? Because <laughs> you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the midwives. Yeah. But... Uh, but the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them. They ignored their king at the fear of death. They ignored their king. They weren't going to be bossed around. Some powerful women. Thank God for strong, godly women that don't give in to the threats of men. That's powerful. That's what we got in this church today. Strong, powerful women. They saved the men children alive. So the king of Egypt called the midwives and said, Why have you done this thing? You're saving the male children alive. And the midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. That's what the, the Lord wanted me to tell you today. Because you women are not like the women of the world. Because you women in this place today, this is what the Lord wants me to tell you, you are not like the Egyptian women. And you've got to keep that in your spirit in this last day that we're living in. That you are not like the other women. You are not going to act like them, think like them, or talk like them. You are special and you are a godly woman. For they are lively. The Hebrew women are lively. That word means lively in the, Greek, in the Hebrew. I looked it up and it said, what does that word mean? It means they're alive. They're not dead women. They're lively women. That's who, that's who you are, ladies. You're, you're alive. You know what's up. You're not dead. You're not checked out. You, you realize what's happening. You're strong and you're alive. And look what happens. They reported back to the king and said, they're lively and they give birth before the midwives don't even come in. They're, they're, they're able to give birth all by themselves. Now, any, any of you ladies out there, that, that ca called out for the epidural. You can, you can go ahead and relate right about now. I've been in the room. I've been there. I was eating a snicker bar, watching my wife go through it. It was a tough experience for me because I wanted a butterfinger. And, uh, you know, we both suffered that day. But I remember just like yesterday when my wife was like, send me the shot that goes in the back. I don't care. Let's go. I don't want to feel none of this. But these, these Hebrew women, let's go. Right here on the couch. Don't need nobody. That's, 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 a, that's a women of God right there. Women of God have the power to do the toughest things. And the devil is a liar and he's lying to women, saying that you're a weak thing, that you're not important. But I want to come and tell you today that you are not like the Egyptian women. 
I want to encourage every woman in this place and tell you what's on the line. You are not a normal woman. You're the women of God. Hey, and us men, we're thankful. Because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for strong women. Any guys want to testify and give the ladies another hand? Isn't that right, Brother Omar? Where would we be without our moms? God bless you. In Jesus' name, you can be seated today. I'm so glad you're here. You're not, you're just not ladies. You're just not like those Egyptian women. That's my title today. I hope I can encourage you all today. Now, I want to give you a little bit of backstory. I, I find this very interesting. And we are in the book of Exodus. Exodus meaning the exit. Everybody say exit. That's a good way to remember what Exodus is all about. It's the exit. It's the exit out of Egypt and bondage. And up to this point, you've got several hundred years of just making babies, living the good life. Several hundred years previous to this, anybody remember the story of Joseph? How Joseph was betrayed by his brothers and he ended up sold into slavery in Egypt because God has a plan for us. And he went there to set up the future family of God, the Hebrew people, from the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And 70 family members came into the land of Goshen, a territory in Egypt. And why did God do this? God let them go into Egypt during a famine to save them physically and to give them territory physically so that they could grow their 70 family members into millions. And over the course of hundreds of years, the people of God are just living, living good life. They had the favor of the king of Pharaoh because of what Joseph showed that it is more blessed to bless the blessers than to curse them. And so there was a season where the Pharaohs would honor the people of God because they remembered it was a Hebrew. It was someone from this tribe that had this God that was different than all the Egyptian gods. And if we take care of the Hebrews, we'll be safe as Egyptians. And how many of y'all recognize right now that America is only blessed because we have given this nation a chance to be a Christian nation? This nation is only blessed because we've got so many churches and so many Christians who worship the name of Jesus. And this nation is starting to find out what happens when you turn your back on God. Because as they began to take out blessing the Christian folks and, and putting the Christian folks forward and, and giving to the Christian folks and getting out of schools and getting out of businesses, look what's happening in our world right now. Our world is starting to turn. America is turning on us. And America is crumbling. Because God will bless Egypt if Egypt blesses our God. But if you choose to curse damage, afflict, and hurt the people of God. God will crumble that culture and society so fast. God will deal with you very harshly and strict. And what is taking place right now is a slow boil. Because over the hundreds of years, they've been growing and they've been blessed. But now this new king rises up and sees a threat. 
He's worried because what began as a blessing, what began as our friends, it feared him because now a new Pharaoh has no intentions on blessing these people. This new Pharaoh doesn't know Joseph. This new Pharaoh doesn't trust the people of God. And anytime you don't trust somebody, look for a way to destroy them. Because what if they turned on us? Well, that didn't have to be the case. You, they didn't have to turn. In fact, if you will keep blessing the Hebrews, then you'll be blessed. But a new Pharaoh came. And the new Pharaoh said, what if they don't want to be in unity with us? What if they turn on us? They could. They have the power to destroy all of Egypt. This is a mighty army that God has built in the land of Goshen. And so now the, the tides are turning, and now it's shifting, and now what was just life and bliss like good old America is now changing. Now you feel the pressure. Now you can feel it all around you. And now it's a slow boil. You know how you boil a frog? You can't just throw a frog in hot water. It'll jump out. You know the only way to, to boil a frog is just slowly turn up the heat. Because if you were to just come at us and say, we're taking your guns, we'd be like, no. We're starting a new nation. But what they do is they just take your ammo. Because it's hard to find ammo. And then it's hard to buy a gun. And then they do it slow because the way to boil a frog, the way to take over a culture is just a little bit at a time. Layer by layer. Piece by piece. Don't stir it up. They're too strong. That's dealing with us wisely. And so their plan is to deal with us wisely. And here's what they decided to do. Now, i got to tell you the problem with men so I can tell you how thankful we are for the women. Because if it hadn't been for the women, we would have been in trouble in this story. And if it had not been for the women of our day, we'll be in a lot of trouble right now. Because it takes both women and men to make it in the last days. We're not going to put up the men and say they're better than the women in the last days. We're not going to say that we need all the, the men to be great. Women, do, who cares what happens to you? And we're not going to say, which is the spirit of the age, we're not going to do this feminist thing that says that women are better than men because you've been hurt by a man. We're not doing that either. It takes both. But I need to explain to you what's happening. The men were already burdened because they worked for Egypt. Now, it wasn't bad 300 years ago. But it's bad now. It wasn't bad to work for Egypt 300 years ago because 300 years ago, Egypt had a mutual respect. Kind of like it wasn't bad to work in America 40 years ago, 50 years ago. You worked 8 to 5, you got off your job, it was all fine. Everybody went to church on Sundays. But, but it's changing, and it's changing here. So look at the correlation. So now you find they had a burden, but all they did was is to deal wisely. They just added a few more hours to the clock. Hey guys, I know you're working for us and you're helping and we're serving you and we're all working together, you know, Christian and, and secular. I know we're working together, but we've got to find a way to destroy these people. And the first thing they did in dealing wisely with them is they took the men, the workers, the breadwinners, and they just added a little more responsibility to their plate. Now dad can't spend as much time with kids, can't throw the ball as much, can't take as many vacations. Because dad's got to work, sweetheart. I'm sorry, it's just the way our world is. 
It's just the way our world is. I didn't make the rules, it's just Egypt. I live in the world, you got to deal with it, y'all. And so Egypt's plan was to slowly get the men working so hard that it would depress them. You say, well, that's not happening today. I, I, I beg to differ. I believe there's a many men in our church that when you get home from work, you don't feel like doing anything. You just feel like sitting down watching some TV. Checking out. You know why you feel that way? You know, you know why you don't feel refreshed after work? Because what you do depresses you. It's just always tough out there. It's always so hard out there. I don't even want to go to work. Dealing with people is so hard. It depresses you. And so that was their first step. To depress the men. To afflict the men. But that didn't work. Because men are strong. Somebody say men are strong. Yeah, men are strong. And these men were so strong. We don't give them near enough credit in this story. These men were so strong that you can afflict them and they still were able to be powerful and grow. And, and there's nothing like a godly man because a godly man can take the pressure. A godly man can carry it. A godly man will work hard no matter what you do. A godly man will step up and work the hours. Any ladies thankful for a godly man who even though Egypt says carry more bricks, your man can hold it. Because the men of God are strong and men of God can take it. And ladies, you need to be thankful for men who work hard under the pressure of Egypt. Yeah. Secondarily, as they were growing, the next word we find in the scripture is rigorous work. And this means we're going to try to break them because this pressure ain't working. So we're going to try to put taskmasters over them to where now there is a penalty for not getting their work done. Now there's a penalty for it. Now it will cost you. Now it's not just hard work, but there's a penalty for it. And that's why the Bible says they went and they added another layer to it. Now you're doing wrong because you're not finishing your job quota like we said. So now we're going to beat you. And it turned into slave labor. But guess what the men of God did? The men of God still served. And the men of God still worked. But the men of God were getting broken. And the men of God were getting hurt. And the men of God were getting weak. And the men of God... It wasn't good for them because you can't be a soldier and can't be a fighter and you can't fight back if you're broken and weak all the time. So what are we going to do, y'all? What's the answer? Have you met our ladies? You, you underestimated our mamas and our midwives. <laughs> you underestimated the women. The Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. Devil, you may have our men, but guess what? We've got a backup plan. You, we got some women. And you're no match for the mamas and the midwives, devil. Egypt, you don't even understand what you're messing with. You think you're going to take out our women? Our women are just as strong as our men. An entire nation was standing at the edge of collapse if it had not been for godly midwives and godly women and godly mamas. The entire thing would have crumbled to the ground. And I just got to pause and say thank you to the ladies because, because men have worked hard in this crazy society. And if it had not been for mamas, we wouldn't have made it. 
You kept us through the wars. You kept us through the trouble. You've kept us through political unrest. You ladies have been the glue to keep the home together when the men were feeling the pressure and the weight of the world on their shoulders. You ladies said, but you know what? In my house, we're going to have a godly house. In my house, you get that Egypt junk out of here. You get that Egypt talk out of here. You might have my husband, but you're not going to have me or my babies. Thank God for the godly women today. Any of you men just want to be thankful right now that while you're out there getting beat, your women are locking it down at home? Hey, I'll go a step further. A lot of women today are working a secular job, getting beat, and taking care of the house. My mom, my mom worked a full-time job. And she still got us to school and got us up in the morning. And she still made sure we got to church. I don't care how tired we are. We going to church. My mom worked a full-time job and still had the spaghetti on the stove at 6 o'clock. My mom worked a full-time job and she still made sure we made it. Where would we be without godly women? We wouldn't be here. Ladies, you are, you are a treasure to God. You are of equal value to men. And the reason why a feminine spirit is rising up is because you haven't gotten enough credit. We, we own it. You are powerful women. You are amazing people. But understand something today. You are also men makers. And the devil's coming for your sons. How can you be a feminist and have boys? Let me tell you something about Egypt. Egypt wants to take out the men. No offense to you ladies, we love you, but Egypt's coming for the men. I just read it to you. Men are warriors. I just felt an anointing move in this place when I said that. Listen to me ladies, no disrespect, but you are a man maker. You are a man defender. And the reason why you do what you do is because if you don't, there'll be no more warriors. You've got to understand today, ladies, the reason why God wants to anoint you and use you is because there's a husband beside you who's working so hard to put food on the table that he barely has any energy left to hear from God or do anything spiritual. But just hear me for a minute. If you can stay strong, Hebrew ladies, if you can stay strong, if you can just make sure that you're right, make sure that you're praying, make sure that you're still fasting, if you can just make sure you're good, I'm telling you, you can make a man. You can protect your husbands. You can protect your sons. You can be the reason why that we make it. Thank you, ladies, because the pressure is on the men, and this society is coming after men. What's been happening in our society is, is our society has been trying to make men not be men anymore. And they take a few abusive stories of a few men who did a few bad things over the years, and they got in a fight or they abused somebody, and they paint a picture with a broad stroke that all men are like that man. And that's not true. 
Listen to me, a real man of God can play the harp one second and take out the enemy the next like David. A real man of God has a fight, but he also knows how to worship and pray. It's possible to be strong and aggressive and still be a worshiper and a lover and respect women. There are godly men that exist that you probably haven't met them, but they're real and they're here and there are godly men. And if you don't defend them, there'll be no one later to defend you. So let's go ahead and get an all-woman army. You're going to regret that when Russia invades. Ladies, you're powerful because the devil is coming after your husband and your sons and your children. And you've got to understand that you are not a feminist and you keep that spirit out of your heart, that you are not a man hater, but you are a man lover, that you understand that you've been created because the man and the woman have a role and that we need you, we need your strength, we need your protection, we need you to work with us when it seems like there's no spiritual man. There has to be a spiritual woman. There has to be. So thank God for the midwives. Everybody say midwives. midwives. Today is not just about the, uh, the mothers. Today is also about the midwives. What were the midwives? Uh, different beliefs about the midwives. Some thought they may have been Egyptians, nurses, that did like labor and delivery for the Hebrews. But it didn't make much sense because the two names we brought out were Hebrew names. The two ladies that the, that the Pharaoh talked to were actually Hebrew names. And so most scholars and theologians believe that the midwife was literally a Hebrew nurse, that their job was to assist women when they were giving birth. A midwife is not necessarily somebody who already has children. Hmm. But thank God for midwives. Thank God for a woman who will bless somebody else when they're being blessed. Thank God for a woman who can assist somebody else in their miracle. Thank God for a woman in the nation and in the church that doesn't have to always be the one with something birthing out of them. But thank God for a woman that's there as a mediator to assist, to be there for someone who's going through a process. Thank God for women that don't always look at themselves and say, well, it would be all right if I had mine. Y'all, we rise together and we fall together. And there needs to be strong women of God that don't just try to have babies, but they're there to assist others. Because we are a nation one together and we rise and we fall together and there's got to be a midwife that's ready to stand there and defy the man king. Now what we're going to pick up today in this, this place is a spirit of, I don't care what the man said, I fear God. We talk a lot about submission in this church, we talk a lot about submission, that's good, but you've got to understand, your first submission is to Jesus Christ. You listen to him above your husbands, even if it costs you a divorce. You have to do what you have to do. If that man says, if you keep going to church, I'm leaving you, you say, because you know why? That man is under the weight 
of Egypt. And that man doesn't know what he's talking about. That man isn't right. That man has been beaten. That man has been hurt. That man is not in his right mind. Ladies, don't get mad at the man. Look at the weight of Egypt on his shoulders and pray for him and fast for him and love him. That man still loves you. That man's working hard for your family. But understand this, you've still got to be a God-fearing woman even when that man's not right. And he'll threaten you just like men do. Men will threaten you. Men will threaten you. You leave me. You won't have any money. That's why women get jobs now. See ya. I was like, why is my wife working so hard, like selling dresses and paintings? And I'm like, is she getting ready to leave me? I kind of like my wife not having an income, you know? <laughs> I mean, she got nowhere to go. She's stuck. But these days, women are like, I think I'm going to go ahead and get me a career because everybody in my family's left their wives. So women today, they want to get a job because they're scared their husbands will leave them. But ladies, let me tell you what your husband needs under the pressure of Egypt. Needs you to be strong and fear God. Don't fear your husband. Don't fear the king. Don't fear the president. Don't fear me. Fear God. Because there is this spirit that says, well, I can't be a feminist, so what am I? Am I weak? No, you're still strong. You still love men. You still support men. But listen to me, you're God first. And if your husband says, I'm not praying, we're not praying, you say, I'm praying. If he threatens you, say, then threaten me. If he says, my kids are praying, you say, as long as I'm their mother, our kids are praying. Hey, yo, guys, we got to give our women a break. They're supposed to be the keepers of the home from day one. So let's, let's let them speak up. Let's let the women speak up. Let's let, them, let's let them talk about God. Let's let them lead our kids. Don't get up in there and make your kids evil because you're not right with God. Let that woman work. Let that woman pray. Let her do the Bible studies because that's, that's a part of her nature and job. Midwives aren't necessarily mothers, but midwives are there to assist others. But look what they said. Pharaoh even if we wanted to kill these boys, we didn't have time. We didn't have time. You know why? Because the women are so strong. The women are so strong. They could have a baby without any help. I'm not a woman and I've never had a child. Thank you, Jesus. But I just, from what I've been through and how much we paid for help, I can't imagine someone just sitting on the couch being like, well, there goes another. <laughs> you know? Next, I just, I just can't fathom the idea of a woman just saying, oh, well. But here, here's, here's what I think. This is just me. Ready? Here's what I think. You want to take my son? I'll have him when nobody's around. But you know what that will cost you? You'll get no help. That's fine. I'd rather have no help and have a... Oh, wow. What did I just tap into right there in the Holy Ghost? I'd rather have no help and go through pain to make sure my kids make it than to sit around here putting up with all that mess. I don't trust none of y'all. I'll sit down here by myself, me and Jesus, and we're going to have revival in my life. Thank God for strong mothers who don't have to have a man, who don't have to have help. It's nice, but you fear God. God fear women are strong women. 
God-fearing women are strong women. And I've come to tell you today, you are a God-fearing woman. You're not a man-fearing woman. You're a God-fearing woman. Fear not what men will do to you. Fear not the threats of men and husbands that aren't right with God. Stand your ground. Because there is an entire nation that is counting on you. The devil is coming after. The culture is coming after our boys and our men. And here's the reason why. Because if we lose our men, we lose our fighters. Women are our cultivators, but men are our fighters. They are our builders. And ladies, if you let that spirit get a hold of you in this last day, that feminine spirit that says men are not important, I am more important, you will regret it in 30 years. I really wanted to make sure I made this point clear because I felt it in the spirit. Ladies, we need you to be strong. Because our men are under attack. We also need you to understand your men are under attack and not think, think they're dogs. They're not dogs. They're tired. Come on. You know, women look at men like, what are, you, what are you good for? And the men are like, do you, do you understand the beating I just took so y'all could have macaroni and cheese? <laughs> you like your car? You want to keep it? You like your house? You like it, Danny Jules? When this is all over and she gets done promoting this stuff, I'm going to do a special two-for-one croc sale. <laughs> Discount code men matter 2 Hashtag. A little bit of jealousy coming out, I think. And then, right now, I'm confessing before everybody. You've, you've got to give men a break, ladies, because if they're out there working a job and they're out there in the environment, you've got to, you've got to give them a break because men feel the responsibility on their backs like nobody else. Men are wired to feel like they are responsible to carry, and they get tired. Ladies, you're built differently. You're different than men. You can't cast down a man because he's not like you. But you've got to understand what you're working with and understand how much your prayer life matters. You matter so much, ladies. You're stronger than you realize. You're the kind of women that could have a baby. That's how God made you. That's who you are. And that's the spirit that I want to get a hold of every woman in this place right now is that you are not like the Egyptian women and word needs to get out there and spread that we are the people of God, the women of God, and we don't do it like the world does it. We are the women of God and we will take pain to see our sons grow up in the gospel, to see our husbands flourish. We will endure because we are a pro-man church. God, let that spirit get into every woman in our church that says, my men need me. Our children need me. Our husbands need me. I'm sorry that you've been hurt. I'm sorry you feel like you've been drug around, ladies. It's not fair what's been done to you. No doubt about it. But listen, you're not like the women in the world. You don't sit down and cry. You don't sit down and give up. You don't sit down and quit and throw the towel in. You're not like the Egyptian women. You're not delicate like a little flower. You're strong and lively. And if you're going through something right now, ladies, you can take it. You can make it. Listen, I just felt a word for you ladies. You ladies do good in seasons. 
You know what that means? You're, you're good in seasons of labor, and that's what you need, ladies. You need a break every now and then. But listen, your men will go through seasons of pain. Then you've got to take that pain in that season because, listen, there is a deliverer on the way. There is a mama that had a boy. A Levite and a Levite got married in chapter 2. And there was a mama that said, you want me to give you my child to the river? So be it. Get me something to build a boat. I'm sending my son out there because I ain't going to take this forever. I ain't going to put up with this mess forever. I see somebody in my boy. You know why I like women? Because women can take great pain for a season. Women can take great pain, but only for a season. Men can take great pain for a long time. How long have you been doing this? 40 years. <laughs> Women are like, like, ah! I'm just like three hours. Ah! Women have been given the ability to take strong, strong, acute pain. But women have to have a break. I don't know why I'm feeling that right now in the Holy Ghost. This is not, I don't have notes, but it's not in my virtual notes, my mental notes. I don't know why I'm feeling right now, but ladies, ladies, guys, you've got to give your wives a break before they break. Women can take great pain for a season. I have seen my wife suffer great pain, but eventually, all right, that's enough. Guys, we have got to understand that our women can have children and they can fight and they can do great things, but you've got to give them a break every now and then and you've got to come home and say, let me take over for a season. I'm so thankful, though, the story ends good. And there was a mama that said, enough of sitting here taking all this pain. I can't keep doing this. If you want my boy Moses, I'll give him to you. But they're not going to go on that river like you think. You know what they did? At the very end, when they couldn't do anything else and nothing else worked, you know what they did? They made a law and decreed to all Egyptians that if you find a newborn male, a baby male, you throw him in the river. Because what Egypt cannot do with hard work, when Egypt can't bury you in hard work, it will drown you in life. Because the river was the source of life, the Nile. And what Egypt can't bury you in work, Egypt will drown you in life. One way or another, Egypt's coming for you. And so the law was made that I want you to go get every male child, and if you find them, turn them in, tell the police, whatever, and you throw them in the river and let the, let the crocodiles eat the little boys. And there was no hiding. There was no escaping. And this Levite mama, that I didn't even see her name here, this Levite mama... Strong mama, smart mama. She said, enough of this. My son was not just born to die. My son was born to get us out of this mess. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, for seeing potential in your children. Thank you for seeing potential in your little boys. Thank you for seeing potential in what we can be if you give us to God. I don't know why I just saw a vision right now of a mama saying, I can't do this, but God can. I don't know why I just felt that in the Holy Ghost right now, but maybe someone today needs to take your babies, wrap them up, and give them to Jesus. Maybe today there's someone here, ladies, you're worried about the outcome of the men in your life. 
and you think that another one's going to be caught up in Egypt, but maybe today the Holy Ghost is trying to tell you right now that you need to just go ahead and do your best to protect them, but then give them to God. Because as this little, this little basket floats and Moses floats down the river, he gets grabbed up by one of this workers, this high-end worker, princess, Pharaoh's daughter, and gets this baby in, and this son is now raised in the palace. Thank God for midwives and mamas. Thank God for women who are so strong that they say, I'm not giving up and I'm not quitting on you. Just because it looks like it's over, it's not over. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to come and I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that you are saved. I am so thankful today. I'm thankful for our midwives and I'm thankful for our mothers. I'm thankful for the women of God that are not like Egypt, that are standing strong when we're all just barely trying to get by in this culture. You should be honored today, ladies. You need to understand who you are. You need to feel today in the Holy Ghost that you are special and that you are mighty and that you are great. And if it wasn't for you, us men, we wouldn't even make it. And as men, we hate to say it that way, but it's the truth. So today, we honor you, but more than that, we call you to be strong because that's who you are. You can do this. You will do this. You will rise up and take the challenge. You will be a woman of God, a powerful woman of God. And us men will be blessed as recipients of your walk with God. It will eventually come to us. Help us, Jesus. Thank you, God, for your word right now. In the name of Jesus, thank you, God, for speaking to us in this place, Lord. A couple things in the Holy Ghost we felt today in the service. I want to recap. Ladies, if your husband doesn't want to pray, you pray. If your husband said, I'm sorry, I'm just too beat up to do this, you say, well, we're going to go to church. I'm getting the kids and we're going. I don't care how far the drive is or what we got to do. I will find a way to get to church. Ladies, that's on you and you can do it. I promise you, you can do that. We need you, ladies. Please don't see men as some dog, but see the man as someone who's just beat down. You've got to be there for him in those moments. Ladies, understand that you are not like Egyptian women. Understand today in the Holy Ghost, uh, midwives and mamas, understand right now that you've got to work together. Whether you've got kids or don't have kids, ladies, we need you to be the defenders of the men so that we can have a mighty army one day. Because what God is building right now in this moment with you ladies, God is building a mighty army. God is building a Moses. I wonder today in this place what kind of mama could make a Moses right now. I wonder in the play, this place today, what could you do? What could your influence be that you could maybe somehow influence a young child and, and you could nurse a young boy and you could put your ways into him to where when he goes into Egypt, uh, he doesn't forget who he is. That he could turn back and come home and he could set the entire nation free. Why? Because our women are not like the Egyptian women. We can do what no one else can do. Our women are strong and mighty. God, let that get in the spirit of this place today. Every woman in this place today, God. 
Can we all stand to our feet right now? I want to pray a, a blessing and strength on the women of our church right now. I believe that the word has gone forth, and I feel that right now there are some strong women that are getting their mind made up. Uh, I'm going to love these boys. Uh, I'm going to love my husband. I'm going to be submissive, but God is my first king, and I will serve him and no other. I will put him first and do his will, and I will take the pain, whatever it takes. I can take it. I'm a mighty woman. I don't know what you're going through right now, ladies, what weight you're carrying and what pain you're feeling, but I've come to tell you you need to hang on a little bit longer because God will send a deliverer your way. God might even send a deliverer through you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. God might even make a, a, a king slayer through you. So don't give up, ladies. Don't quit on us. We need you. Don't quit, ladies. I pray the strength and anointing of the Holy Ghost over you. I started praying for you yesterday. I felt a burden for you. I thank God for our wives and the women of our church in the name of Jesus. I've come to support you and tell you as your pastor, we need you to stay strong, take the pain, and to be there. Because we are truly in a similar situation as the Hebrews were under Egypt. We're on a slow boil right now. We're getting comfortable. But hear me right now. This, this home is not our home. This land of Goshen is not our home. Egypt is not our home. We're just passing through, ladies. And if you can stay the course, it won't be long. There's a promised land for us. There's a promised land for you, your husband, and your children. Ladies, don't get caught up in this world. Just hang in there. Fight the good fight, ladies. We say to you, thank you for investing in us. I say to my wife publicly, thank you for investing in me. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you when it feels like I can't carry one more brick that you're there saying you can make it. Amen. The best words you'll ever get, ladies, in your mouth that will empower a nation is you can do it. I know you're hurting, ladies. I know you are. I know it's hard to trust dad, and it's hard to trust your husband. I know it's tough, but listen to me. The best words you'll ever have in your vocabulary is, you can make it. Guys, do not hide what weight you carry from your wives. They need to know how much you carry. You need to open up and say it. A lot of times, us guys, we don't tell our wives what we're going through. How was work? Ugh. Ugh. We speak like cavemen. <laughs> Give them food. Uh, we grunt. We make noises. Ladies want to know. Ladies want to know what we're going through. Not, not so they can beat us up. But our, the women want to know that we're weak. Not so they can step on us. A godly woman will not take advantage of a broken man. Y'all, we're, we're trying to fix the spirit of the age in our church right now that wants to creep in and destroy women and men and their identity and their marriages and their children and homes. And I'm fighting against that spirit of Egypt right now. We might be in Austin, but we are not like Austin. Amen. And you are not like the women of this city. You're not delicate little sensitive things that can't take it. You are not delicate little flowers that can't take it. It's a lie from the devil. You will not be crushed under the pressure of Egypt. If I just had a man, tell that to the Hebrew ladies who never saw their men 
I just got married. <laughs> Get married and then he goes to work all day. If I could just have a man around. That sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Ladies, you can do this. Your purpose and your calling is higher than just having a husband or having kids. Your purpose is you are man makers. You are men defenders. And when we are weak, you defend us. And let, let me tell you right now, if you can invest in men, we might get some that you can marry one day. And the reason why there's a dad deficit and there's a, there's a men deficit is because the women don't they, don't, they don't, they make it too easy on men. You kiss on them when they ain't right. Make him earn it. Don't see the boy. See the Moses. Don't see the baby. See the deliverer. He's not just a baby. He could be the one. Your husband is not some deadbeat. These men are not just washed up men. These men are men that are being worked on daily with the enemy and the attack of, of Egypt. Uh, and you know it. You feel it. And nobody knows like you know what we're going through. But God has given you a special nature and power to be able to take seasons of great pain and say, I'm hurting too. But you're going to make it. Nobody can take pain like women can. We're chronic. They're acute. We're long-term carriers of pain. Men carry stress for years. But women, they can take the worst pains in a season in a window. And they can tell us it's going to be all right. Here's what the women tell us. It might hurt right now, but it will be worth it. Thank God for the women who taught us in the labor and delivery room. It might hurt right now, but it will be worth it. It might hurt right now, men, but it will be worth it. It might hurt right now on the job you've got may stink. You might be working 60 hours a week and barely have any money, and the wife is sitting there going, I know what it's like to go through pain. It's going to be worth it. The ministry of women is, it will be worth it. You can take it. Thank you, ladies, for investing in men today. Thank you for loving husbands, and thank you for being there for our children, your children workers. Thank you. Your nieces, your nephews, thank you. Thank you, ladies, because if we didn't have you, we wouldn't have warriors, and we wouldn't have victory, and we wouldn't make it in the church. I hear ladies sometimes say, where are the men at? I just told you where they are. I wish, I wish the men would step up. I just told you the problem. They want to step up. But ladies, you have a calling of God on you to be a blessing to men like nobody else can be. <laughs> thank God for our moms and thank God for women. Any, any woman today that she would love to feel some strength in the service. Maybe you love to be anointed, to be a man maker. Because you're right, there's a lot of dad deficits, a lot of problems with men in our day and hour. I agree with you, there's so much pressure, but maybe today you want to be an anointing, have an anointing come on you to be a woman and not a feminist. Get that spirit out of the church. Get that man-hating spirit out of the church. I know you've been hurt. I know you've been damaged by men. I know you've been abused by men, but listen, you've also been protected by them. 
For the same man that can hurt you is a man that's strong that can defend you. And if you would make some men, you'd have some fighters on your side. So invest. Be anointed of God. Because you are vital to the growth of the church and the last day revival. And we need you desperately. Ladies, would you come down here? I want to pray over you right now. All the ladies, come, come. Let's pray together. Husbands can join me in prayer today. Thank you, God, for these ladies. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just come down. Y'all can, can hold hands, bind together. Midwives, midwives and mothers. Whether you're a helper of others, whatever your role is, I got, a, I got a special word for you when you come down here. I want to give you a word. Some of you, I, need, I have a special word for you. Those of you that don't have children, I got a word for you today. I'm going to read it to you. Come on down, ladies. Thank you, Jesus. This is so cool what I found. I love the word of God. Will you put up verse... You don't have to. It's fine. You're gone. I'll read it to you. I didn't read it to you, I don't think, but ladies, listen to me. Those of you especially who don't have any kids, or maybe your kids are grown, okay? I got a word for you. Midwives. I got a word for the midwives. You ready? Midwives, I got a word for you. Verse 20. I didn't, I didn't finish reading them. I'll finish reading the story. Therefore, God dealt well with the midwives. And the people multiplied and grew very mighty. Because of the midwives' investment into the kingdom, the entire kingdom grew. If I could just have a kid. Do you want a kid more than you want the kingdom to grow? God will never give you a kid. Why would God ever give you a kid if you want something for you more than for him? The spirit of a midwife does not ask for something for itself. The spirit of a midwife says whatever's best for the kingdom. <laughs> Got to break that out of your heart, ladies. Are you ready, midwives? Here you go. And so it was because the midwives feared God that he provided households for them. What's a household? A father, a mother, and children. Because the midwives got busy working for other people's miracles. God eventually gave the midwives their own homes, their own families, and their own children. It's amazing what you can get by serving somebody else's blessings. It's amazing what God will give you if you invest your time in somebody else's miracle. So the word for you ladies that feel like you don't have something is why don't you serve somebody else's family and watch the blessings of God come. And it might not be through a, a physical child. It may be through some other way. It may be through some young, young person that wants to make you an adopted grandma. You can still do that and have that. But why don't you in this season of saying, I don't have any kids running up to me. In this season, why don't you serve somebody else's season? And I believe God will bless you with your own household of personal blessings. This is the word of God for you today, everybody. Husbands and men, would you stretch your hands out to these ladies because we need them. Ladies, I'm going to pray over you right now. Would you lift your hands up? Would you join hands or lift your hands up together right now? By the authority of the name of Jesus Christ and according to your word right now, these women are under attack. 
They have a great pressure on them. And by the authority of the name of Jesus, the devil wants to make them not be able to make it. The devil wants to come against them and tell them that they are not strong. But you are a liar, Satan, and the spirit of Egypt has no place in their mind. And the spirit of Egypt has no place in their hearts. These are the women of God, and they are not like the women of the world. They are strong. They are pain takers. They are men builders. And by the authority of Jesus Christ, I cover them right now as their pastor and the husbands of this church and we pray in the name of Jesus encourage them right now God break them free right now God we need them strong we need them mighty we need them ready this is our army this is our defenders our protectors pray for them serve them love them fast for them because you matter to the kingdom Come on, receive it right now. Receive it right now. Receive it right now in Jesus' name. Receive it right now, ladies, in Jesus' name. You are. You can be. You can be. You will be great. You will do great things for the kingdom of God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for ladies. Thank you for the blessing of wives and mothers and, and a mothering spirit. 